Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Welcome to On The Pace on this Wednesday morning here on Sky Sports Radio and not just any Wednesday morning, the Wednesday morning of Tabureka Week where in the last hour we have had the barrier draws revealed for the world's richest harness race that taking place on Saturday night at Menangle, the Tabureka. And first things first, for those who haven't heard how the barrier draw has now uh, been configured post Release, let's go through them. Uh, and of course, we will have one to 14 with the emergencies drawn into the field. And I'll list those emergencies as we, as we go as well. Barrier number one for Captain Hammerhead. Two, naturally gifted an emergency. Three, Don Hugo, an emergency. The Lost Storm in four for the tab slot. In Cypher, we always knew she was going to draw five as the lone uh, four-year-old mare in the race. Now for the four-year-old Entires and Geldings. Speak the Truth, six. Magician, seven. Rip in eight. Tim's a trooper is an emergency with nine. He's a son of a gun. Should he be required as an emergency is 10. Captain Ravishing, 11. Catch a wave, 12. Leap to fame, 13. And my ultimate Ronnie will start from the outside gate of 10 on Saturday night, but will wear the 14 saddle cloth. So this is how the market has changed subsequent to that barrier draw being released. It will be race number seven on Saturday night, the Tabureka at 8.45 p.m. Leap to fame, now out marginally to $1.80. Catch a wave at 3.80. The Lost Storm, now at $4.80, so shorter again. Captain Ravishing back in to 12. Now speak the truth, 17, a big short and a post barrier draw. In Cypher, 23. Captain Hammerhead, 31. Uh, my ultimate Ronnie now $71. Rip at $101. And the outsider of the field is the Tassie Horse, the Taz Racing slot holder or oh, the Taz Racing slot horse in Magician at $151. He'll wear uh, saddle cloth number seven. Uh, come the big one on Saturday night. So that's a situation update. There's certainly been plenty of change uh, post that barrier draw uh, due to the natural fact that now we know where these horses are going to line up behind the gate. Uh, it's certainly sent uh, plenty of tongues wagging and plenty of chatter uh, now starting to begin. And one man that I'm sure is pretty happy with how that barrier draw has played out for a few reasons is Andy Gath, the trainer of Catch Away, the second favourite, and of course, the defending Miracle Mile champion. Andy's on the road and he's been kind enough to join us this morning. Andy, first of all, uh, what's your initial reaction as we say good morning to you? Good, bad or indifferent? What were your thoughts post-barrier draw? Uh, we knew we were never going to draw that great, I suppose. Um, if we wanted one, which we probably wanted to draw inside Leap to Fame and, and we sort of got that. So, um, yeah, so it can't be complaining too much. It's important that that note that you've just made, drawing inside Leap to Fame, probably even if you'd drawn uh, the two extreme barriers together, you would have always been wanting to draw to advantage over him. But uh, not only that in terms of the barrier draw, I guess with him drawn directly alongside you as well, and Kate will know exactly what Leap to Fame's doing in the first 50 or so metres. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, obviously, um, we know what a great horse he is, Leap to Fame, and probably our best chance of beating him is probably trying to stay in front of him. Whether we can stay in front of him for the whole race, uh, time will tell. But, you know, we've got that opportunity now that Kate can sort of press forward and, yeah, and sort of just try and stay ahead of him the whole way. I'm not going to put the pressure on at this early stage because, of course, it's still a few days out. But And I'm guessing that I'm going to know your answer. But when you and Kate have discussions around... 
a perfect situation on Saturday night? I would assume that that's to to lead and hold that position. Yeah, probably. Um, again, the Barry Jules has come out and sort of been on the road, so I've had a quick look at it. But yeah, I'm not sure we probably have to blast out with catch a wave. Um, I'm not saying they'll all hand up to him, but he's got to sort of sit park for a while and sit there quiet and maybe Grant comes and then we can sort of force the issue a little bit after that. So, um, yeah, but, you know, if we had the opportunity to lead, I think our best chance of beating him is, you know, keep him outside your leap to fame. Um, you know, he'll be out of cost too. We know how strong he is and I'm sure Grant will drive aggressive. But, um, yeah, but that, that'll, that'll be our first plan, Britt. Well, that's a good position to be in, at least to have that, uh, I guess, opportunity post-barrier draw, drawing inside this favourite. As mentioned, you're on the road. So your preparation so far, two runs, a first-up defeat, bounce back with a win. He trialled yesterday. Uh, the trial looked great to the eye. What was the response from Kate and yourself? Yeah, no, um, as we know, like you only fast half and 52 and last quarter's about 25-4. And he's real, still really strong on the line. Um, you know, Kate come back, obviously wasn't aware of the time. She said, did I break 53? It felt like it. And he was still strong on the line. So he's come through that really good. Probably the perfect trial that we sort of wanted for him. Um, you know, the, the middle, the first half was probably a little bit sedate, but we just wanted him to hit the line strong, have a real good blow afterwards, which he did. And yeah, he recovered really good. And yeah, this is his day off travelling up to Sydney. In, well, he's done it plenty of times already this year. Of course, he made the trip on three occasions within the month when he took home the Chariots of Fire and the Miracle Mile through that carnival. We know in those two runs to date, first up in particular, he appeared to the eye to clock off a little bit in the final stages. And then maybe it was either that again or getting a little bit tired despite winning at his second start. Have you made any training changes, gear changes, or is it just a case of you're hoping that the racing and now the trial is going to have him uh, in the, the right frame of mind, maybe the same frame of mind that we saw from him uh, earlier on this year? Yeah, we haven't changed too much. We've still got the same gear that we've sort of gone with his last few starts and we've kept that the same. And yeah, like his first start, he probably knocked off a little bit. I think the second start is more getting tired. He had to sustain a really long run. So um, hopefully that he's in a winning position again as <laughs> we have to deal with it. But um, yeah, no, we just like hit the line strong yesterday and it's probably the fittest he's ever been and the most work he's had leading into a race, um, you know, especially at home. He's a bit bigger and stronger horse now, so he needs a bit more. So really happy where he's at. Um, again, it's a great race to be part of. Um, you know, if he wins, he's going to have to earn it. We know that. We know what a great horse like to fame is, but he's not the only other horse in it as well. Every horse has earned its spot. So, um, yeah, it's gonna, not going to be easy. I'm sure it's hard to compare, but you know this horse so well now, inside out, back to front. Can can you compare where he's at now on the Wednesday of race week to the Miracle Mile earlier this year? Yeah, I think he, to my mind, he's a touch better. I think he's working home, he's been a little bit better. Um, yeah, so he's, um, you know, I've just stopped heading out the petrol station. He's standing there really quiet. He's a bit, a bit annoying at home. He sort of stands and falls, but when he travels, he, he's really good. So, um. We know he travels well. He handles retention bone well. Uh, he's going to eat well. So there's not going to be any excuses. The excuse is going to be he's not going to be good enough on Saturday night if he gets beat. But yeah, to my mind, I think he's a little bit better than what he was when he won the Merrick Mile. No exciting times then for yourself and the Matthews family and, of course, the Cordina uh, racing slot holders as well. I saw Daniel this morning. He was pretty happy with that barrier draw, so that was a, a positive as well. It's going to be, and I'm sure it has been, a very different build-up to this 
$2.1 million race and what he was early this year in the Miracle Mile because uh, first things first, I think you were just happy to be in the Miracle Mile and then he, then he was able to come out and win it and that wasn't really the plan a few weeks earlier before winning the Chariots of Fire. You've had a long time to get ready for this. How are, how are you dealing with what's been such a, a significant build-up and I'm sure it's only going to get even more serious? No, um, when they first announced the race, I thought, God, how lucky am I? I've got, got probably the best horse ever trained in the put a $2 million race on and then didn't really know how good Leap to Fame was at the time and then Captain Raverson emerged and I thought, God, I only got the third best one and then, uh, you know, it's a race we were sort of looking forward to but then, um, you know, winning the Chariots and the Miracle Miles sort of been a bonus on the way through. So, um, yeah, you know, it's been a great build-up but I'm pretty focused. I'm not nervous or anything. We're good. Kate might be nervous. We're happy to be part of it. We've been here before. So, um, yeah, we're just going to enjoy it. And all importantly as well, Andy, and I'll let you go after this question, but he seems to be behaving well. He seems to have matured again after that break. Is that what you're seeing at home? And is that what Kate's relaying out on the track as well? He's always been a, a nearly a kid in a big boy's body, but it seems as though maybe the two are catching up to each other now. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, I, I don't want to mozz him. But yeah, there's no doubt at home uh, we have no issues with him at all. Um, sort of be interesting what he does Friday, uh, working around Mandangle. <laughs> Last time he did play up a fair bit and wanted to sort of spin around. So, but yeah, but there's no doubt he's got better as he's got older, and you can sort of use him off the arm now, and he'll come back to you. Whereas previously, once you used him off the arm, he, he just sort of kept going. So um, yeah, he's turning into the complete race horse now. Well, he's in this $2.1 million race with a massive chance on Saturday night. There's no doubt about that. His Menangle record now speaks for itself and uh, he's drawn inside what on paper appears to be his major danger and leap to fame. So everything appears to be, uh, I guess, finding itself into position nicely, Andy. Now it's just about bringing that trophy home on Saturday night. We'll let you continue your trip. I feel that we'll catch up again over the next few days. But enjoy the experience and the build-up and best of luck on Saturday night. Uh, thanks a lot, Rick. Andy Gaff, the trainer of Catch a Wave, joining us this morning. And we do really appreciate him making time for us as well uh, on his journey north from Victoria to Menangle, where Catch a Wave and all runners, including the emergencies, will enter the retention facility tomorrow by midday, where they will then stay until up to two hours before race night when they come into the stalls on Saturday evening for their shot at some sort of history, some significant history in harness racing here in Australia with the inaugural running of the Tab Eureka. Plenty more coming up tomorrow morning as well here on Sky Sports Radio. Again at 10.30, you'll be joined by Michael Gearin to bring you up to date with all of the latest. And I'm sure that there'll be plenty more news to filter through in the next 24 hours. That's Saturday night, which of course we're looking forward to greatly. And that's where a lot of our focus is going to lie. The entirety of the card now for Saturday night, all eight races, including the Len Smith Mile, the Stockade, the Breeders' Challenge Blue Finals and the JC Cap and Plate are now available with markets with Tab. So you can catch them on your Tab app. And of course, the first of eight races on Saturday night getting underway at 5.32. Today, tonight at least, we head to Bathurst this evening for our card of racing with nine races in total. The first there at 5.42. That's our Harness Racing in New South Wales for this Wednesday.